Ho, 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 it is that time of year. Christmas is around the corner. And if you are looking for 10 stocking stuffer ideas for the reader in your family, this show is for you. Thanks for listening and let's get into it. Welcome to this week's episode of the Read Well Podcast. My name is Eddie Hood and I'm your host, where I believe it's more important to read well than to be well read. So grab your favorite book, open up your notes, and let's get ready to learn something fascinating. Welcome back. My name is Eddie, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Before we get into the top 10 list, I just want to take a second to thank you for listening, and I wish you and your family a very happy holidays. I hope everything is going well for you, and I'm just so grateful that I have had a chance to share these episodes with you over the past few months. Well, let's get into it. You are shopping and you are busy, so I want to give you 10 quick ideas to make the reader in your family super excited this year. The first one, I picked this up on, um, well, I was at Barnes & Noble, actually, and but you could get these anywhere. There is a little tin where they carry sort of tea sachets, you know, for the hot drink tea. And there are these different sort of decorated tins. And the one that I picked up says uh, Murder on the Orient, which is a book by Agatha Christie, Murder on the Orient Express. And it's a tin created by Harney and Sons, H-A-R-N-E-Y and Sons. Now, I can't obviously show you this on the podcast because we're not in video format, but I am sharing all 10 of these with you on my YouTube channel as well. So if you're interested in that, go to youtube.com and search for the Readwell podcast and you'll see all of these products in their glory. I like this gift though, because it's number one, it's full of tea and every reader likes to drink tea, not to be too blanketed here in my statements, but hey, <laughs> it is what it is. So uh, the Harney and Sons tea kit here is really nice because it's just, it's kind of a gold tin with this really dark blue wrapping around it. And there's a picture of the train and it's just, it's gorgeous. And I think that they're going to love it, especially if they are mystery readers. The second idea for the reader in your family is actually a little out in left field, but I love this one. There's a podcast called The Moth that I highly suggest you check out. The Moth is a storytelling podcast. These are professional and amateur storytellers alike who come together to share fascinating stories about their lives and the experiences that they've had. But it's great for readers because one, it exposes them to a new kind of story, but two, it helps them understand the own story in their lives. And The Moth recently came out with a game. It's called A Game of Storytelling. I love this because it's, first of all, it's a beautiful box, just like number one, the uh, tea tin. But this has, uh, it's, it's a similar actual color style. It's like a dark green here with some gold lettering on it. There's a big, beautiful picture of a moth on it. But when you open it up, there are these cards inside that give you prompts to explore the stories of your life. So if I open this up here, I've got one here, for example, that is talking about, uh, well, the prompt is guests, <laughs> guests in your life. So the three prompts on this card are, tell us about a time you stayed too long. Tell us about a time you should have RSVP'd no. And the third one is, tell us about a time someone wore out their welcome. And it's interesting because when you think about each of those, I can define experiences in my life that would answer each of those three questions and would probably be very insightful and sometimes hilarious stories. But that's great for a reader because as much as we love being in the books, it's nice to experience a story in a little bit of a different way. So there you go. That's number two, A Game of Storytelling by The Moth. 
The third gift on the stocking stuffer list here for the Readable Podcast this year is to buy your reader a piece of artwork for their reading room. Now, this probably won't fit inside of the stocking hanging over your mantle this year, but you can set it next to it, right? Getting them a picture that inspires them to enjoy their books is going to go a long way. Now, this means that you need to know a little bit about your reader because, you know, if they are into fiction only and they love science fiction and fantasy and whatever, then yeah, pictures of Ursula K. Le Guin or Harry Potter or any of that stuff is going to go a long way with them. But if instead they're interested in psychology and they've been studying psychology, they might want a picture of Carl Jung. You never know. So know your reader, but get them a piece of artwork that can go above their bookcase or somewhere next to it. In my own reading room, I have a picture of Marcus Aurelius because I love philosophy and I really love Marcus Aurelius. I also have a picture of a cafe that my wife and I went to when we went to France. It's the Café Les Deux Majoux, and I think I'm saying that right, pretty sure. But the picture is incredible and it reminds me of this sort of sense of nostalgia and romance and just being with books and being with the woman that I love. It was an incredible trip and it just makes me want to pick up these great authors and read them. The fourth idea in the stocking stuffer purchasing (laughs) of your life, I don't know what to call this. Uh, Well, it's a little plaque that I found on Amazon and it makes me laugh every time I see it. It's, I don't know, it's maybe five inches long and three inches tall and it's black and it has white lettering on it. And it simply says, go away, I'm reading. I put this on my desk uh, (laughs) when I'm reading and I love it because it just reminds me that I take reading seriously, but I also don't take myself too seriously, right? It's, It's meant to have a little fun, but to also get me in the mind frame that it is time to be with the books that I love. So yeah, little plaque, you can go on amazon.com and just search the search, probably desk decor for readers. And then you can add, go away, I'm reading. You'll see it, they're everywhere on Amazon. The fifth idea for your reader is to buy them a stack or many stacks of three by five cards. Now this might sound a little strange, but uh, if you ever see your reader taking notes in the books or in journals, three by five cards are nice because they are a constrained size. So one really core principle of being a good note making reader is that you don't take notes that are you know forever long. We need to get really concise and specific with our notes. So a three by five card is almost the perfect tool because you can't write forever. You run out of room. And I love having stacks of these around. In fact, they'll go into my reading kit and I I always have these cards with me. So it's a nice, easy, cheap one. It's right in the stocking, three by five cards. Hey everyone, I want to take just a quick second in the middle of this podcast to tell you about Highlightish.com. Think of highlighting a book, but add I-S-H at the end. Highlightish.com is the tool that I use to make better book notes and to organize my writing. It's where I go to capture my favorite passages, annotate them, and then to turn that research into essays, blog posts, or research papers. If you're someone that wants to get more out of the books that you love and you want to turn that into great output, go to Highlightish.com today. Thanks for listening and let's get back to the show. Number six, if they like to take their notes digitally, then I would suggest purchasing for them an annual subscription to Highlightish. Think of the word highlight, but add ish on the end. So if you go to highlightish.com, that's the tool that I use to build my book notes and to keep track of all of my research. It's less than 50 bucks a year, but it allows them to sort of know what's happening with their books and it's a great tool. Uh, I'm biased here, it's a tool that I'm building. I'm actually creating it but I'm really passionate about it and I'm trying to make it as as good as possible for readers out there. So it's a great tool for digital note making. 
Number seven is another Amazon find. If you Google desk timer, cube, C-U-B-E, you'll come up with this little square and it's got numbers on the side of it. And I like this because many readers are trying to improve their reading habits. And so one of the best ways to do that is to decide you're going to read for a certain number of minutes every day. And this can be challenging, right? Because we're all busy with work and life and career and family and whatever else. So I like this little timer I keep it on my desk. It's beautiful. I've got, it's white and the lettering on it is black. But again, if you just Google desk timer cube, whatever, the purpose of this is when you turn the cube over, whatever number is facing up, that's how long the timer will count down for. So if I turn the 60 minute timer face up, it will start to count down from 60 minutes and then beep at the end. So it's nice because I don't have to go to my phone to set a timer. I don't want to be in my phone when I'm reading because then I get distracted. I get pulled into social media and other things. I'm trying to be a good reader. And so having this analog version of a timer, which is really simple, and looks nice on my desk is a great way to go. Number eight is a notebook, but a certain kind of notebook. You know, it's really nice to have a place to go and express your thoughts when you're reading a fascinating book. And it's hard because we don't always have friends or family who are interested in the same kinds of books that we're reading. You know, <laughs> if you're reading some sort of philosophical text like Martin Heidegger, for example, which is really complex, but very interesting, there are not very many people in most communities that can get together and talk about that kind of stuff. So that's why the Readable Podcast and other communities online are so valuable because it's bringing like-minded people together to have these more enriching conversations that you couldn't have at your neighborhood grocery store more often than not. Not always the case, but my grocery store is definitely not talking about Martin Heidegger. So I like, uh, it's not the note, the uh, Moleskin notebook. I can't even say this thing. It's the 1917 notebook, but it's uh, Leuchtturm, <laughs> L-E-U-C-H-T-T-U-R-M. That's L-E-U-C-H-T-T-U-R-M. And it's just the 1917 notebook. So again, if you go to Amazon and you type in 1917 notebook, you'll probably see it. And the reason why I like it is because we wanna get the one with the grid paper. I don't like notebooks with lined paper, and I definitely don't like notebooks with no lines at all. Like blank pages drives me crazy because I have terrible handwriting and I'm left-handed. So I smear all of my letters as I write and they tend to sort of like, I can't write in a straight line to save my life. So I really like this notebook because it's got the grid papers on it. It also has up in the corner a place for you to write the date of your notes and it's got um, page numbers. A lot of these notebooks do not have page numbers in them. So I love that it's paginated and it's just a really, really nice tool. It also fits in the stocking uh, and it's got a nice little cord to keep it bound and shut. It's also heavy duty, I love it. Like you can throw this thing around, it can take a beating and it can definitely keep track of your notes. We're down to the final two, how exciting is that? Okay, number nine here is going to be a specific kind of bookend. Now, I love bookends because I can't stand messy looking bookshelves and I want my books to look proper. However, most bookends just simply hold up the book. I prefer to have a bookend that visually tells me what that row of books is about. A great example of this, I have, and I'm holding in my hand right now, a small bust of Aristotle, the philosopher. I got this at a uh, stationary bookstore, I don't know, a year ago. I paid more than I wanted to for it, but it's, it's nice and heavy and it's beautiful and it's Aristotle, so I had to buy it. But 
What I do is I set that on my philosophy bookshelf and he holds up my books. I love this because when I walk into a room, I can see my philosophy books from far away. I get excited to read them because Aristotle is staring right back at me. Now, my number one tip for you today was this tea tin that says Murder on the Orient Express. I also use that as a bookend. However, that does not go in my philosophy section, that goes in my mystery section, and I'm sure you can guess why. So I love these bookends that show me what the books are all about. Very, very nice, and they're very beautiful. Number 10 is something that I am very proud of. I didn't think I would need this until I made it. <laughs> Once I made it, I can't live without it. In fact, a lot of people in the Breedwell community have built one of their own, and I get feedback all the time about how great this is. People are sending me pictures of their reading kits. I made a reading kit, um, I don't know, a year and a half ago because it seemed like everywhere I went, I never had the tools I need to study properly. And so I always felt like I couldn't read because I didn't wanna read something interesting and then lose it, right? I needed to capture that. So I needed to have highlighters and pens and notes and the whole thing with me. And I'm not always at my desk. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna make a reading kit. This is where I let all of the nerd out. My family and friends make fun of me for this, but I love it. I carry this thing with me everywhere. Now, if you want to build your own reading kit, you can go to thereadwellpodcast.com. Just click on store at the top. I'm building this section of the site out right now, but I have all of the Amazon affiliate links there to build the exact same reading kit if you're interested for the reader in your family. All it is is a small gray pouch that you know can fit easily in your hands. It's got a nice little handle on it so you don't have to you know, struggle with it. My favorite feature of this kit though is it's got a, a pocket that zips open and when it falls open, it's got little holders for all of your highlighters and pens in it. So it's like, um, <laughs> it, it reminds me of the gunslingers in the West who had you know, their bullets, each one of them in their own little pocket here. But for readers, we've got pockets for each little highlighter, which is just fantastic. There's a big open pocket in the middle that holds a miniature dictionary, some three by five cards, some binder clips, and you know, post-it notes and everything else. All the stuff I need to study on the go. Well, there you go. That is the 10 stocking stuffer ideas I have for you for this Christmas that you can purchase for your reader. And I believe he or she is going to love each and every one of them. Now, if you found this episode helpful, I'm really grateful that you're listening and I would ask a major favor of you. I know that you're busy, but if you could take just a second and go to applepodcast.com and leave me a review, you know, you can give it a star rating, one to five stars. Hopefully I earned a five star rating for you today. I'm trying to build up the reputation of this show. Right now we have 13 reviews, 13 star ratings, and most of them have been five stars so far. So thank you for that. But if you haven't had a chance to do that yet, could you please take a moment and go do that? I'm working really hard over here to create great content for you. And uh, those ratings will help to promote the show, move it up into the podcast directory so that more people see it and uh, we can build a stronger community here. That's it. Thank you for listening. And again, happy holidays from everybody here at thereadablepodcast.com. If you'd like to take your reading to the next level, then head on over to our website at thereadwellpodcast.com. There you can get access to my weekly newsletter as well as up-to-date show information. Also, don't forget that I learned software development on the side just so that I could build a program to help us make better book notes as we read. If you're interested, go to highlightish.com. Think of highlighting a book, but add ish. 
I-S-H at the end. Highlightish.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next show.